0: Welcome back to another episode of the Pod Well Travelled by Seven West Media. I'm Penny Thomas and today I'm joined by travel editor Stephen Scalfield and travel writer Mowens Johansson. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thanks, Penny. Good.
0: Nice to have you here. Um, On today's show, we're actually going to be talking first to you, Mowens, about the recent trip you just did where you got to explore horizontal falls and and everything that was involved in that. And then afterwards, we're actually going to touch on um, train travel in Europe, which is Got a few things going on at the moment, but first few months, how okay. was the trip?
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, uh, I had never been out there before and it's, uh, you know, you, you really feel once you get out to to the Horizontal Falls, you really feel like you're in a remote place and it's a, it's a beautiful place up there. Uh, for those who are not familiar with it, um, it is north of Broome uh, at the Buccaneer Archipelago, uh, which is sort of... the king sound and derby Um, so uh the the basic basically uh the 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 package that i did uh horizontal falls seaplane adventures they fly out of Broome, and they fly out of derby and signet bay and they have uh you know in particular from uh, derby and signet bay they have half day tours they got full day tours and then they have uh, 24-hour experiences where people can stay on uh, the, the the main pontoon where they land the seaplanes next to uh, and this new uh, houseboat which they've got called the uh, Jet Wave Pearl. And that's uh, moored over in a in a little sort of secluded part of, of uh, what's called Cyclone Creek, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a, you you really feel like when you're on this particular houseboat you really feel like you're by yourself up there in this beautiful landscape it's a it's a pretty special exper- experience excuse me mm,
0: yeah right and it's like you said a relatively new boat is it for, for that yeah area? yeah
1: it's uh, it's one that the uh, horizontal falls seaplane adventures purchased uh, uh two years ago i think but it's only just been finished uh, the refurb of it has only just been finished so everything is smico you know speak and span uh, it's it's uh, you know brand spanking new inside so it's a two-story houseboat that can uh host up to 20 people yep. and you have sort of uh, an exclusive uh oh, well downstairs is the dining and kitchen area uh, and upstairs there's sort of a lounge uh, and a small bar area and a balcony where the guests can sort of mingle around. But the beauty of this particular product is that you know you you uh, as I said there's a maximum of twenty people on board uh, and they get you know there's uh, three young ladies that sort of host the the Oh, look after the guests basically uh and there's a designated chef on board who who cooks the meals for you so you get you know uh lunch on the first day you arrive dinner and then breakfast that's all included and it's you know let me tell you it was pretty sp- the meals were fantastic yeah, yeah sounds right like up there yeah
0: Sounds like a real
1: sort of VIP but, treatment, you get. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so in addition to that, you know, on the twenty-four exp- uh, hour experience, you uh, you fly up there. I flew up on the seaplane from Broome, um, so you fly over the Dampier uh, Peninsula, uh, Cross King Sound, and then you sort of uh, pretty much onto the Buccaneer Archipelago from there uh you land on the water there and then we were transferred to uh you know the jet wave pearl but but the experience the 24-hour experience also includes a helicopter ride over the falls um, you see them of course when you come in on the 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 uh fixed wing aircraft but you know the you're you're kind of flying past them and one minute they're there and the next they're gone sort of thing when you get up in a helicopter you you, you get that sort of more of a steady view of it you know a, a better view they can place the helicopter in front of the falls when there's a bo- boat coming through and that sort of stuff so you really uh, you get a much better feel for what for what it is um and then of course uh, once you once you've done that there's a, a also, an experience, the boating experience of, of uh, you know, driving through the Horizontal Falls mm. is included. Um, there's a sort of fishing, sunset cruise experience on a on a different boat, included, and uh, they also have a um, on the main pontoon area. There's sort of like a a a pool area set aside where you know there's some some tawny. Nurse sharks that uh, have become familiar with the uh, w- with the setup up there, and they, uh, you know, when the, the guys bang the side of the pontoon, they come up and uh, want a bit of feed. So mm-hmm. they get fed barramundi of all things, uh, which uh, you know sounds a bit extravagant from these for these uh, fellows. But uh, guests can can stand or uh, submerge themselves in a in a sort of cage setup. Uh, in this uh, pontoon area so that you can view the the sharks you know in the water uh, both above from above and, and below mm. so it's it's pretty pretty interesting you know when we were there three of them came up and uh, were swimming around they're quite big you know sort of a metre and a half sharks you know so uh, and, mm. and they're you know like less than a metre away from you yeah. so it's pretty pretty amazing so what's can you give us, um, what's the
2: price for all of this?
1: Let's talk about that. Well, there's a, there's a range of different products. As I mentioned, they fly out of uh, Derby and Signet Bay for half-day tours. They're the cheapest ones. They start at eight ninety five per person. But, uh, you know, the exclusive one, which I was on there, which they call the Ultimate Horizontal Falls Luxury Stay at uh, this Jet Wave Pearl uh, houseboat, costs $1,700 mm. per person. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because as you
2: said, there's there's two sort of flight seeing tours basically. You know, when you fly in, when you fly out, and a helicopter, mm-hmm. and then plus your accommodation and the stay and the boat stuff. So, I that mean, that actually makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it's you
1: know I know it's a, it sounds like
2: a lot of money, but it actually
1: makes but sense. but you feel like you don't feel rushed, uh, but you do a lot of things, yeah. and, and mm. it's all yeah included. So yeah. I think you know yeah. uh, you know first when you when you see the price, you might balk at it a little bit, but if you were if you were to separate all yeah. these activities, yeah. that's uh, you know then I think it's it's actually pretty good value, and. You also have to consider, of course, how far away it is from everywhere. Mm. It's, it's such a huge lo- logistical no. exercise to, to actually put on... The cost of running it's is, is no. massive. Yeah. I,
2: I've, I've done just the, not the overnight, but the um, Horizontal Falls, you know, day trip or half day trip from mm-hmm. both Derby and Broome. Yeah. And I was so intrigued because um, on the Derby one particularly, you know, they pick you up the the minibus at your accommodation And then they started picking other people up. And I'm not... Well, probably being a little bit rude here. But I was amazed because we were stopping at all the caravan parks. And, Mm. I mean, caravanners are are quite often famous for not... For being, you know, careful with... Frugal. Frugal. Mm -hmm. Frugal. Yeah. But... All of all of the caravans had put two thousand dollars aside to do well, nine hundred, whatever it is each, yeah. you know. Yeah. To do the horizontal falls. And it was I was chatting with them all and it was the one thing on their big trip that they'd put money aside for. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, they'll drive twenty kilometres to save a dollar on a loaf of bread sort of thing. You know, but I mean, it, buy their own
1: uh, But I must say, yeah. you know, it is a it is a yeah. pretty special experience. It is. Both it is. Uh, you know, both yeah, both seeing it from the air and, and actually driving the boat through yeah. them you know it's it's a it's a pretty amazing so experience just just to paint the picture a bit more the the
2: horizontal falls of course the kimberley has these you know huge tides up to 10 plus meters tides mm. so the, the tide actually pushes through this these narrow gaps in the in the kimberley sandstone that's what creates this you know vertical yeah. horizontal waterfall i suppose yeah, um, but they only go through the first gap because, of course, there was an incident where a boat, you know, got into trouble in the second gap.
1: Yeah, so the the two gaps. There's uh, you know the what they call the wide gap, which is about twenty meters wide, and the narrow gap, which I think is about twelve meters. I guess it depends a little bit on the the yeah. tides and that sort of stuff. But uh, when a boat was passing through. The, the narrow gap it hit the side and, and several people including crew were, were injured and uh, you know it's it's not you know having experience it, it's not hard to imagine how that could happen you know because the force of the water is significant uh, and, and to actually safely drive the boats through they have to drive at you know a reasonable speed sure. because you know you don't want to be steerage. at the mercy of the eddies and mm. all that sort of stuff mm. so uh, if if they don't get the line quite right, sure. you know, it is, it, it is, has it's got potential. Sport. But, yeah,
2: you know, I mean, I, even when that happened, you know, sit against that, you know, they've done this, I'm going to say hundreds, but it's thousands of times. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. So
1: there is that. I mean, it, you know, with, with the people in the high season up there, there would be hundreds of boats going mm. through each day. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, anyway, some, but we're just talking about going through the yeah, wide gap to
2: yeah. the, the middle sea, as they call it, and coming yeah. back, and yeah,
1: which is is uh, impressive enough mm-hmm. in it in its own right, and and you do still get to go quite close to the narrow gap, so you can because yeah. the the waves sort of stand up a little bit more, obviously be being narrow and that, so um, you know it is quite it's quite intimidating just sitting there looking at at and imagining the. the Power mm. of the the water going through there, so it can be a big drop there. Too. Oh, absolutely, mm. yeah, yeah.
0: Well, sounds like you had a good time.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, yeah. the pictures are good.
2: That's a start, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a helicopter. Pit, well, you know, pitch yeah, from a helicopter perfectly. Really mm. so. Right,
0: and so that story will be in this Saturday's West Australian. Is that
2: correct? yes? Yeah. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, and then it's online at westcomau com au forward slash travel. That's Perfect. right.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for that, Mons. Um Stephen, did you want to talk about what you've sort of been noticing in the train travel
2: area? Yeah, train travel is interesting. Rail travel is interesting. Even just talking about Europe, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's something that for our audience, for readers, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, I have a constant flow of questions from people about. What pass is best? Should I get this pass? Should I get that pass? The UK is different to Switzerland. Should I buy it before I go? Should I get it when I'm there? Is it worth it if I'm just doing this and this? So I think, you know, that's some measure of the complexity Hmm. of it in people's minds. Um, The reason that we've turned to it, of course, one of the reasons we've turned to it even this week is that the law in France has, has come in on Tuesday, just come in here early May, mid-May. Mm. Where are we? Late May. Yes, late May. <laughs> How did that happen? Um, that th- They've stopped short-haul flights where there's a train alternative of two and a half hours. So that's the kind of break-even point. So if, if, if you can catch a train that's a two-and-a-half-hour trip, then there won't be a flight, mm-hmm. um, a short-haul flight for it. So they're forcing people onto trains. Um, particularly the short-haul stuff out of Paris. That's really what it's aimed at, the volume there. Mm. So, you know, we have to get our head around train travel for those sorts of things. You've been looking at
0: uh, Rail two, Europe, yeah. Yeah, and Rail
2: Europe. Yeah, tell us about those.
0: Yeah, um, which is just like a... They've been around for a, several years, several decades, really, and they do a lot of, I guess, connecting people relatively easily throughout Europe, Um but they've got quite a a user-friendly sort of interface that I think was only recently sort of revamped in Australia. Um, So it is quite easy to sort of just type in the destinations that you want to go and they sort of provide you with a variety of different options um, depending on the type of schedule that that you sort of need and, and what you sort of desire from the trip. But what's also interesting is that they sort of understand, well, this is what I'm sort of understanding, is that they really value the role of, Travel agents as well. So they've got something like 15,000 local travel agents that they work with across 70 different countries, which is quite interesting in the whole. If you think of Rail Europe as, as maybe like a tech company that connects people and people can go and directly book, they still work with local travel agents to sort of keep them a part of the whole um, business. And also, I guess, so the people using. Rail Europe also have that security as well if they are going through a travel agent. So they've got like a back um, uh, a back end of their website that travel professionals can log into and go ahead and reserve seats um, for their clients. And I, I presume there's different deals that go on with that, but it also gives um, us or, or the people that are traveling the, the reason to still go to the travel agents and use their services.
2: Hmm. That, that's right, and I think that that's, you know, for our readers, for our audience, um, that was the point with this, is that you know, we're hopefully easing them towards somewhere where they can get help in different forms, mm. either if they want to sit down with someone or if they want to work.
1: I was just going to say, I mean, it is uh, having having done it and booked it myself, you know, several years ago now, it is... It is Confusing at times, and and you know, in particular, should you what class should I choose, and you know, do I need to reserve seats, and you know, all, there are all these things to consider. So, so to be, you know, for those who are not perhaps sort of super tech savvy and and familiar with uh, or worried about booking things over the internet, to to be able to still go to your mm. your travel agent and do it, I think You're is right. A good it thing. is a tricky business because yes, you know, the whole Getting the right train,
2: getting the right seat. My biggest problem in Europe is actually finding the right spot on the platform to be standing when the train pulls <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, it's the most nerve-wracking part of any Europe trip for me. Is making sure I'm in the right place. You know, because if you get in the wrong carriage, you you ba- with your case, you're basically done. You know, I don't know. Mm. So. Um, yeah, I think getting all of that right is really important. Yeah. So we've got two options. We're also looking at rail bookers as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is another option that I'm, I'm sort of still sort of getting my head around. But it's, I think it's quite a similar sort of um, operation where you can sort of book your trips um, directly through them and, and sort of pick your own itinerary. Um, but yeah, I will be sort of writing about the two and sort of just seeing what they offer, where they operate, where they don't operate and and. What's the sort of benefit for people yep. like us who are thinking of travelling by train yep. by, like yep. throughout Europe?
2: I think, look, honestly, penny, in in some ways, the main benefit for the readers for the audience is alerting to the fact that you can get help. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you know in, in one place, be it rail bookers or rail Europe, that you know there are places which, as you say, have been around a long time now and mm. um, which have kind of refined the way that they deal with this. They just think about rail travel. 24 hours a day, seven mm-hmm. days a week, and they've been doing it a long time. So you can go there and get help is is probably the main point. Yeah,
0: actually. that's very true. And they've got really good relationships with the rail operators as well. So that's something that, you know, is always going to be a benefit to, to travellers. But sorry if
1: I want to. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, it's a side issue. But, I mean, I think, I think what France has doing now is, is, is a brilliant thing because when you think about how much time you, you waste at airports for short haul flights you know you've got to be there you know best part of an hour before and then you've got to wait for your bags at the end and you know then there's a you know it might be a 45 minute flight you know if you can do the same on a, on a fast train and it takes two hours you, you still come out in front don't you
2: yeah correct yeah. the only thing that bugs me about rail travel in Europe is security you know, is that you're still in a fast-moving metal tube, you know, but there's no security before you get on. It, it It's still an interesting thing for me that... There aren't scanners and this and that before you get into a very fast-moving, high-speed train.
1: True, mm. that's a good so point. I just yeah.
2: thought I'd chuck that in there every time I get on. I don't know who else is in here, you know. <laughs> um, compared with air travel and all the things that we go through there, No, that's that's a good and point. I, and yeah. I just really feel that security, you know, it, it's a it's, it's a bug bugbear for me. Mm. Um, so I've said my piece. Yeah.
0: No, it's something That's to it. think about. <laughs> okay, well thanks for the the chat today, guys, and I guess we'll we'll speak to you again soon.
1: Thanks, Benny. Thank